Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a great day God has given to us that today we can be together to listen to his word and hear what he is saying. I'm Tim Gostume and I'm a born again child of God. Today's sermon or teaching is giving us a different uh, angle on life. You see, life is good. God provides us with many, many things and we see many miracles that he performs for us each and every day. But we are human beings. Though we believe his word, we still have those doubts. Is it true God said this? The story of today or the sermon today reveals that God is there. And when we go through these difficult situations that we face, which makes us sometimes to doubt if God is still there or these things happened to me because I've done this so evil. I'm glad to tell you that God allows those difficult situations in your life to happen because he wants you to realize his power. He wants you to understand that his word is true and it is, as he said, it can perform. Watch and listen today, sermon, and I believe God is going to speak to you and your life will be changed and your faith in him will grow. God bless you. 1 Kings chapter 17, we shall read from verse 17 to verse 24. The title of the message is Miracles Do Not Build Faith, But Catastrophes Grow Your Faith. Or you can say catastrophes build your faith, but miracles do not build faith. It's based in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. We shall read from verse 17 to verse 25, and I read from the NIV. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on the bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord my God, have you brought tragedy or even on this woman I am staying with by cursing or by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. Then the Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from, down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your is the, the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. So many people have seen miracles in the time we live in. Uh, miracles in Jesus' time you had to see it physically, a person will be healed physically, you'll be present there, or you will hear the story told. But in the times we live in Thanks God for multimedia. We can see it on television. We see it on social media, on visuals. 
and you can also see it, go there physically and you can experience it yourself. So miracles still do happen. But miracles, they don't build the faith. Now, if you read the story in the book of John, you find th uh, Thomas there, one of Jesus' disciples who had been with Jesus for about three years in ministry. They were together. He saw everything. Jesus Christ raising people from the dead, walking on the water and everything. And even Jesus Christ telling them that he will rise again on the third day. He never believed that. He wanted a, a sign. So we people, we are actually people who like to see miracles, someone healed from the leg, but we don't want to grow our faith. That does not grow our faith. If I can speak the truth, if people who have seen miracles can believe, many people would be believers. But we have a number of people who are in churches where miracles are performed, Regardless of being in these good churches where they see miracles, where they see the acts of God, people healed, people walking, people doing miraculous things, they still don't have faith in the Lord. Now, in the story that we've just read, we just find another, the man of God who is a prophet, Elijah. He had been sent by God uh, to go to the widow in Zarephath. She, he had been sent to go to that place. Actually, he's a prophet who was running away from being killed as Ahab was killing prophets in the old times. This was after Elijah had done uh, uh, the, the, the proof that God exists in, in proving in the altar where he bent. The, there was the altar for for, for the Baals and the altar for the Lord God Almighty. So he had performed these miracles and the people had seen his goodness, the greatness of the Lord. And then Ahab wanted to kill him as a prophet of God after all the prophets of Baal have been killed. So now God tells uh, Elijah to go to a place to hide, to stay, and the ravens were going to provide him with, foods, with food. They would bring food and he would drink water from a well nearby. So Time went on and the drought was severe. When it was so severe, the well where you used to get the water dried up and the raven stopped bringing bread. So God spoke to Elijah now and said, go to Zarephath. There's a widow there that I've prepared. She will, pre she will give you food. Just go there. This is a man of God, Elijah, anointed by the word of God, by, by God himself. So Elijah, as a prophet, he obeyed God and he went down. Now, on his way down, we say at the gate, he finds a widow, and the widow is just collecting some firewood, just some firewood. She's collecting the firewood so she can prepare a meal as the scripture, as you read the details. I can't go to the details. She's just going to prepare the food where they are going to eat him, her, sorry, her and her son, and they would eat and he would die. They would die. That is what she had said. So in this condition, this poor widow was just doing her last meal. We can see that this was a poor widow by many, many things. But maybe let me just discuss uh, briefly the issue of a widow. You see, I just did some research to find out the life of a widow. It's not a good life to some people, more especially if you are poor. This one was lonely. She had lost her husband who was a provider and actually a companion. 
Now she was on her own and left with a son. They were left. And I think based on what we read, this was not an old son. She was still, he was still a young boy. So they were left together and she had to find means to feed the child and herself. The husband is dead. Life was tough for her. So her hope was in the Lord. Actually, most of the time, even God says he's a father to the fatherless and the husband to the widows because he is God. So the widows, they put their trust in God because even if you can put trust on people, they're not as close as your life partner and they can never be. People are people. You can never trust people 100%. So the life of a widow is not a good one. It seems, it seems like there should be somebody close to you time and again. Time and again, you remember your husband and you feel the sorrow and sometimes you can even cry because of the pain of remembering your husband. So this lady was in a difficult situation. Poor as she was, Further being poor, there is now the issue of drought. Think of the situation. You don't have the money. You are poor. You don't have the husband who can actually uh, try to make ends meet, maybe try a garden or actually walk a distance to buy food somewhere to bring it home so you can eat as a family. But you find that he is not there and she was on her own. So whatever she had was what she actually owned and was trying to make ends meet that she would prepare with her son and they, they eat. Then the prophet of God comes and say, please give me water to drink because there was drought. And when he, she was just about to leave, he said to her, and bring me a little bread. So she said, I have just what is left for myself and my son to cook tonight and then we die. She was at the end of her life. Things were coming to an end. But this was all God's strategy. This was all God's strategy. He knew what was happening. And it was him who had planned that Elijah should go to the widow. So we can also argue that the woman, the woman actually maybe identified Elijah that he was a man of God the way she talked to her. We can say that she, uh, she identified that this was a man of God. She wouldn't have talked the way uh, she talked. We'll read the story as we get deep down to the story. So she, it sounds like she was a woman of faith. She understood that there was God who provide. Psalms uh, uh, 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed. What does that mean? It means God was closer to the woman, uh, to the widow, as I've explained, that we, the life of a widow is not a, a, a pleasant one. Sometimes, actually maybe most of the times. Now, whilst Elijah was staying in this house, the widow's house, on the upper room, the truth is they would eat each and every day. Elijah had told, him, uh, told her that uh, the, the, the flour that you are having won't be finished and the oil won't get dry. So we'd continue to eat. And based on what we read, every day the woman would go and get the flour from the same maybe uh, tin and the same bottle where they, pay, they put, uh, or I don't know what they use to keep the, 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 the oil. So each and every day she would get uh, something there to prepare for Elijah herself and her son. This happened time and again. Now, you ask yourself, what was in the mind of the woman? Because every day she would go there, find the flower, 
That was a miracle on its own. That was the miracle on, on its own. So it, it, it was just something that she has to understand that God was already working in her life. Now, as they were working now, as everything was going well, we can say, in the drought situation that they cannot, they cannot control outside because there was severe drought, Elijah comes to this woman's house because there is drought. It's only through God's instructions. And I think that is God trying to provide for the woman, for the widow. The widow maybe was praying time and again. It's all not stated in, the, in Scripture. But we can say, based on her faith, maybe she was praying, God, please provide me with food. There is drought. What are you going to eat with my son? God, hearing the prayer of the woman, of the widow, he arranged Elijah to come and bring the solution. So God can bring someone from far to keep, bring a solution to your life. It cannot be the way you would think. Maybe you would have expected that a, a charity organization would bring a lot of tin of oil and a lot of flour for her and her son to, 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 to use, but God provided it in a different way. God understands and gets your prayers. As you pray each and every day, he will provide a solution in your life. But the solution might not be the way you think it would come, but it will be a solution. For the woman, the Bible does not state that there was a, a tank full of flour that was brought by Elijah, but God provided through a miracle. Now, when the son died, the woman cries now. She says to uh, Elijah because he was there. She, she said, let me read, it's verse uh, 17 where we started. Let me read verse 18. She said, to, she, she said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Some versions said, uh, they ask as if, the woman says, is what is happening because of the sins that I've committed? Are you reminding me? Now, if you get down to this, you can say, is it because the woman had killed her husband? Was that the sin? What was the sin that the woman was referring to? But we note in the Bible, time and again, the Bible referring to remembering, remembering, remembering. What does remembering mean? God remembered Abraham and saved Lot in Genesis 19, verse 29. He also remembered Rachel and she conceived in Genesis 30 verse 22. But God also remembers sin. His wrath prevails. In the issue of the Babylon, God remembered and he gave it a cup of his wrath. That is in Revelation chapter 16 verse 19. Now, so the widow, when she's referring to the remembering, she, she also, she's referring to does it mean God has remembered the sins that I've just committed as a human being such that I get punished by the death of my son? Has God remembered my sin such that I face his wrath? Sorry. Now, it happens in our life time and again as human beings that things sometimes don't go the way we thought they would. And we then blame God and say, is it because... I've done something wrong in my life, or I've disobeyed my parents, or I've done something that has cursed God, or anything that I've done. When God remembers the woman, she was arguing that God maybe is condemning her of the sins she had committed in her life. So time and again in our life, we have 
some situations where we find that things don't work out the way we thought they would. Maybe it would be a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one, or whatever you can count as a catastrophe in your life. What is it that is there? Is it because I've sinned or I've paid less money or I haven't paid my taxes or I haven't paid my tithes or I've sinned and I've, we normally blame ourselves? Is God remembering the wrong that I have done such that I face such a thing? Actually, that is where Africanism will get deep into it because people will come to you that then say those people who claim to be prophets, they say this happens to you because you have done this or because you have not done this. Go and kill whatever, maybe a red or a white chicken or whatever such that you reconcile whomsoever. I want to bring to your attention that God, when you seek forgiveness, he forgives us completely. However, we face the consequences. I'll give you a very practical example. If it was a sin, if you conceived a child through fornication, I'm sorry to use such an example, but it doesn't mean that if you confess before God of the sins you have committed, you are automatically not going to give birth to the child. You are still going to conceive for nine months, give birth to a child, you have to raise the child, the way you, every child needs to be raised. So you are suffering the consequences of sin. If you are a thief, you have stolen something and you get caught. You, they get, the police, they get you and they accuse you and whatever happens and you end in jail, you will have to be in jail for the number of years, depending on what the judge said for the sins or whatever you committed. So you suffer the consequences. So let's not blame God. God forgives us for everything that we have done, but sometimes the consequences you suffer. So in this uh, situation, I want to give you assurance that the woman was blaming maybe for whatever she, was, she had done passed off in her life. If you read Psalms 103 verse 12, it reads, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So God truly forgives us from all our sins. Now, Elijah prayed for the son and he was back to life again. We find that in verse 23. The words of the woman in verse 24 are amazing. The woman said, now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord, uh, of, of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Now, after so many days they've lived together, actually the fact that she was able to cook the food each and every day from the same uh, tin of flour and the same container for the oil, it's a miracle on its own. Having been with Elijah for some time, a prophet of God speaking things, actually even in her speech, you can find that she believed that Elijah was a prophet. But now after this miracle or after a catastrophe that actually uh, hurt her, her because she lost a son and the words that she is speaking are words of remorse, she's feeling pain. And now she's telling uh, Elijah to pray for the son or to do whatever he can do. And after the healing, she says now, now I know that you are a man of God. Now, I it means before she knew, but maybe she didn't know, she wasn't actually as sure as she is now. It was the catastrophe, the death of her son that has made her to understand how God works, to understand that Elijah is truly a man of God. So, as human beings, 
we, we live in this life. God gives us life. Life is a miracle on its own. We hear people preach the word of God. We see God's miracles each and every day. The fact that you have money, maybe in your wallet, in your bank account, God is providing you with a job. Everything is smooth. Your kids are, are healthy. You know God is in your life. You are sure of that. But the level of faith is not as deep as it is after a catastrophe. God will allow a situation in your life that will be painful. And when the situation happens, God wants to reveal that whatever has been happening, he's been providing. For that woman, for her to understand that this is truly a man of God. And whatever she says, there are words that are in the Bible that are written. Maybe that God is the provider. He provides for the ravens. If you're still working and you have all your money, you get your salary at the, on the 25th of every month, maybe a Fed check. You actually don't realize that. You only realize that after you lose a job and you stay at home without a paycheck. And then when you realize that God can provide, you now say, oh, the word of God is true. When you realize that for the past maybe 20 years or whatever years you've been out of the work, maybe a year, you realize that God has been providing food for you. You've never been hungry. Oh, God is, God's word is true. Maybe you've been sick for quite some time. You knew God heals people. You know that God heals everybody who comes to him. But it wasn't that real in your life. It wasn't that uh, clear, that vivid in your life that God can do such a thing. And he will allow a situation that will reveal him as God in your life. I want to encourage you in whatever situation that you are going through that may be so painful in your life, maybe a loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, not getting a job, whatever situation with different situations in our lives uh, that we deal with. Each and every one has he or her thing that she's dealing with. But I want to tell you that God will bring a solution. And that solution will make you realize that God is real in my life. It will make you realize the power of the Lord. It doesn't mean that you have not been a Christian. It doesn't mean that you are not a Christian. You are a Christian. You have seen God. You have read the word. You have believed the word. It's only that it hasn't been that vivid. Now it's as vivid as it is. God allows things that we can go through so we can realize his power. Now, God is a provider. God is the one who makes us live the lives that we live today. It's a miracle on its own, as I've said. But the cushion that we receive from the different situations, they make us not to dwell much on his realistic uh, existence and his providence. We have to be grateful to God for what he has given us. The woman well, we don't get how grateful she was for the food in the time of, uh, of a drought, which she actually did not work for, God providing for them each and every day. But let's be grateful for what the Lord has given us. We can see that in the situation the woman was living in, it was drought 
outside. There was actually no food. God provided a solution. The fact that you are in the desert or in that time where things are not well. As I speak, we have a problem of high uh, unemployment, high inflation. It's a, dry, it's a dry situation, dry season in our lives. Actually, we can see that it's like we don't see where we are going in terms of the inflation. It's getting up, up in each and every day and the cost of living is actually uh, on another level. It's a desert. We are going through a difficult time as people living today. But I want to guarantee to you that God will provide what you need. Just like he, he provided for the poor widow who kept, who kept her faith in him. God provided through Elijah. God will bring a solution in your life. Something that he will bring. He understands that you are praying for this particular situation. If you are praying for a job, he understands and he hears all the prayers that you make each and every day that God, can you please give me a job so I can maybe find a food to eat to feed my kids. God will provide that food. But it might not be as you think. It might not be a direct job. But God can provide. Like for this woman, he provided Elijah who brought the solution. God will bring a solution to whatever situation you go through. You will find yourself having food that is actually not even there. He will provide. But I know we want things to do them the way we understand them as human beings. You understand I have to have a lot of money in my bank account for me to be able to buy groceries so we can eat Everybody can eat, but God can provide it through another way, just he, like he did for this woman. Let's keep our faith in this God in these difficult situations. Let's keep our faith in him. He will provide. Another uh, point of application is that whatever you are going through, God is there. It might be a painful situation and you regret of whatever and you actually even think, is it because maybe I, if you are not getting a job and you have a degree, uh, you say, is it because I copied my exam? Is it because uh, I did this all wrong? Maybe you lost your, your loved son. Is it because I did this? You, lo you lost your mother or your parents? Is it because I disobeyed them? Or whatever you can uh, recall. God will show up in that situation. That is to build your faith. And it will make you, when the solution comes, and when he heals you, and everything comes back to normal, like the son who was raised from the dead, it will make you realize the existence of God and his involvement in your life. It is only the catastrophe that will bring the faith in God that this is God. The woman believed that now what you say is the word from God. It is when you will realize that the word of God, which is the Bible, is real. But before the catastrophe, it would be the word of God. It's nice. Uh, let's be blessed, saints. All, everything is good. But it is only after the catastrophe where you see the miracle of God in your life, then you will realize that our God that we serve is a real God. Let's believe in the power of God and he understands us. Sometimes you are a Christian, you've never actually activated the power that is in you. God has given us power in our lives. We have power in us through the Holy Spirit and the faith comes to us through hearing. As you hear the word of God, we become, uh, pe become people who are strong in the Lord and we are cemented in the Lord God. Now, God will want you to activate the faith in you. And you act. 
assuming you are attacked by demons and you pray, maybe sickness, you have to cast them out and you pray. It makes you real. When you see what God does, it, make you re- it makes you realize that God's word is true. His power is real. Well, that's the end of the sermon today. I believe God, through his word, has ministered to you and you feel a difference in your life. You have now grown in knowing him and you know and you've been encouraged that whatever you are facing in your life, God is there who will provide a solution and he's going to give you strength to go on. And that solution that he will bring will make you to realize that God is real. His word is true. May he keep you in him and may you keep your faith in him and he will be so faithful to you until the end. God bless you. We hope to meet next time. I'm Tim Gostube and goodbye. We have made our sermons available to you in audio and video. You can listen anywhere, on the run, in the kitchen or even in your car straight from your phone. You can now download or stream our sermons on popular audio platforms. Get them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podbean. Don't miss the inspiring messages and your life will never be the same. Our messages are also available in video. Get them on YouTube. Watch anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. All is that we mature in Christ. His word where his voice matters.